Hey guys, happy Tuesday, choose yourself. I hope you guys find yourself in a good space and state this morning. Ah, gosh, guys, there have been so many things happening in the world. Um, it's it's all a little crazy how we find ourselves in such trying times, you know. Um, but my heart goes out to all of those in the United States right now who are feeling so much um, pressure. And I think so many of the historical oppressions that we all thought was behind us, unfortunately, have started to creep up again. But um, I hope that everybody who is in the United States, um, who's listening to this, our hearts and prayers are with you. And I know that indeed, um, you know, some of the things, the images that I've been seeing is really about, you know, black people and people of color standing together during this time, loving each other, supporting each other and reminding everybody, including themselves, that black lives do matter. So uh, we stand with you guys in South Africa. And I think even in South Africa, you know, it's kind of, you know, reinvigorated and reignited um, our passion for our rights and our passion for the rights of those in our country. Um, and so I think it's always an important um, time and it's an, always an important thing to yeah remember that indeed black lives do matter you know we do and um yeah we just stand with you guys and we're praying with you guys um but for today i was hoping to continue our series on healing your life and um, hopefully you guys are still enjoying this from the feedback that i've been getting on instagram and via email a lot of you are finding a lot of value in this series for today, guys, we'll be talking about mental tidy up time. I'm not sure if you guys remember as kids, but like playing with your toys and getting all your toys out and bringing stuff in from outside and building a whole lot of stuff. And then it was tidy up time and time to put all of the toys in, you know, the boxes and the containers, throwing away some of the things <laughs> that you really shouldn't have been playing with and that could have been quite a hazard uh, and kind of figuring out all the in-betweens. So today is mental tidy up time. Last week, we spoke about you are more than what happened. And the discussion last week was really about understanding the mental pattern that we have developed based on the experiences that we've been through, but also based on what we were told as children. And essentially learning how to identify what we were told as children and what our thoughts were based on our experiences and understanding what behaviors what characteristics, what outlooks have those thoughts created in our lives? You know, one of the reasons, again, why I started with our thoughts last week, and I think one of the main themes of this whole healing series will be about thoughts, is because I learned that my thinking about the past is what kept me there. And my thoughts and perceptions about the past is what kind of ignited the traumas. So in order for me to really be free and to be available for the present moment, I really had to examine my thoughts. So I hope that the exercise we did last week was valuable. If you didn't listen last week, you can go back and just listen to that episode. Um, the exercise is really about identifying the messages that you were told as a child or the messages that you developed based on experiences along the way. How did those um, messages make you feel? And kind of tracing, you know, the reason why those messages were communicated in the first place. But for today, 
as a continuation of last week's exercise, because we've already identified the negative messages and thoughts that for a very long time have shaped and influenced our lives and our thinking, I thought that for today, it would be important to look at tidying up our mental space. So if you think about your life as a house, okay, and you think about each area in your life, so your relationships, your mental health, physical health, um, your finances, you know, whatever area um, kind of categorizes the various themes in your life, picture those themes and areas as rooms, okay? So your life is one big house and you have all of these different rooms and each room represents an area of your life. Now, when you think about tidy up time, or even when you think about spring cleaning, you know, the idea is that you have this task ahead of you to review all that you have, kind of create two piles, the piles of things that are still valuable and the pile of things that you've either grown out of, you no longer like, or you no longer need. We often do this with, like I said, our practical physical houses, right? But I think it's important that we also do this with our minds. What are the thoughts in your life that are no longer serving you? What are the ideas that you no longer fit into? And what are some of the opinions that you have subscribed to over your life that are no longer valuable? And understanding that it doesn't really matter in which room you start as long as you start. Some rooms will be a lot more difficult and a lot more triggering to tidy up than others. But even when those rooms are difficult, the idea is that you are starting, you are trying, you are showing up for the process of your healing. And in this case, for the mental tidy up time. So there's a lot that, you know, can be done, you know, in the present moment to heal present pain caused by past experiences. And um, I think one of the things that I've learned, even in reading this book, is, you know, the power of affirmations. Now, one of the things that um, I think when we talk about affirmations, we understand affirmations as I am beautiful, I am strong, I am capable, I am, I am, I am. And one of the videos I actually posted on my Instagram page was, why don't Monday motivations last? Why is it that Monday motivations often only last on Monday? How do I get my Monday motivation to be said on Monday, to be declared on Monday, and last all the way until the next Monday? How do I do that? How do I ensure that the motivation lasts? And one of the reasons why I believe, you know, Monday motivations and even affirmations don't last is because of how many negative affirmations we have residing in our minds. So for definition's sake, right, we can say that or define an affirmation as um, the action or process of affirming something, okay? Similes to the word affirmation is assertion, declaration, statement, proclamation, pronouncement. So the idea of affirmations and essentially the theory behind affirmations is that when you decree 
or declare or pronounce a statement of positivity about any area in your life, your life will eventually reflect that affirmation. But the reason why I believe positive affirmations do not stick is because we haven't cleansed our mind. We haven't tidied up the negative affirmations that are in our mind. So remember I said affirmation is the action or process of affirming something. So what is that something that you are affirming? Some of the examples I found myself for many years, um, and every now and again it tries to creep up again, but some of the negative affirmations that I was saying over my life is things like, I'm too complicated to be loved, no one is going to want to work it out with me, this is as far as I go, I cannot get more than this, there isn't enough, there isn't enough, that was a big one for me, and I don't look good in this or that. So those were the statements, the assertions, the declarations that I kept on proclaiming over my life. Now, the reason why it's important to do last week's exercise is because last week's exercise was there to identify these negative affirmations, okay? Because if you can't identify the affirmation, right, then you'll always be a victim to its manifestation. So you first need to understand what do you say about yourself, what do you say about yourself? How do you speak to yourself? What opinions have you taken of other people and made it your truth? What are those affirming statements? What are those declarations? What are those proclamations? Okay, so last week's exercise was about writing them down. Today's exercise is about understanding that in order for newness to grow, and we are about newness, we are about actually actioning the change we want to see in the various areas in our lives. We are about that. But in order to do that, I believe that we need to create an environment where new affirmations, positive affirmations, can actually grow. We need to create an environment that is conducive and fertile to positive affirmations. So the reason why Monday motivation only lasts on Monday and doesn't follow you through the week is because, you know, picture your, picture your negative thoughts, right? As a person who's been going to the gym from the very beginning, right? So picture your negative thoughts as a very well-built, well-defined um, athlete that has gone to the gym for every single day, four hours a day, you know, every single day of the month, every month of the year. Just picture that. And you've essentially, the, 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 the bench press, you know, um, I don't know gym terms, but essentially the exercises and the routines that have built this muscle are the affirmations of, I'm too complicated to love. This is as far as I go. There isn't enough. I can't get more than this. I don't look good in this and that. I'm too complicated to love. No one is going to work it out with me. I've got daddy issues. This is as far as I go. There's nothing that I can do. The, you know, there isn't enough. You know, this is as far as I go. So on and so forth. You continue to um, repeat those statements. You continue to proclaim those messages, right? And so there's so much negative muscle that's developed in your mind, that when the pickaninny thought, the tiny little thought 
Um, it's the, the thoughts that hasn't gotten as much exercise. It's the thought that hasn't gotten as much focus. It's the thought that hasn't gotten as much attention of I am beautiful. I am capable. I am strong. I am whole. I am complete. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am capable. I can change. I am willing to change. I am new. I am unique just the way that I am. Nobody can do what I do when I do it. Because you've said less of those positive affirming things, then when that positive Monday motivation approaches that bodybuilder of negative affirmations, the bodybuilder guy knocks out the Monday affirmation and you're lucky if the affirmation lasts an hour. So in order for us, as you guys know, the statement, the statement says, what you focus on grows. What you focus on grows and not only does it grow, it produces a harvest. And when it produces a harvest, you reap that harvest and then you continue to sow the seed that reflects that negative affirmation. So what you focus on grows. And if what your focus is um, the negative things, if your focus is the I can't, you know, if the focus is the isn't enough, if the focus is I can't do this, if the focus is I'm not good enough, if that's the focus, and that's been your declaration for so many years, no wonder the Monday motivation does not stick. So in order for us to create a life that can really perpetuate positive affirmations, we need to create an environment where those affirmations can actually last. And not only will they last, but they will also continue to harvest and reap a reward for us. So... Think about all the negative thoughts we mentioned last week that you wrote down in your journal. And now it's time to tidy them up. In the examination of your thoughts, even if I look at this list I've created here, what of these thoughts can I keep? So when I look at my list here, um, this is as far as I go. No, that's not positive. I can't get more than this. No, that's not positive. There is not enough. As a child, guys, that came from a life of poverty and as a child that came from a life of hand-to-mouth living, no wonder these three statements are here. And it's funny how they all speak to lack, right? So this is as far as I go. I cannot get more than this. There isn't enough. Those three statements, those three negative affirmations, guys, perpetuate the idea of lack. Now, if, like myself, you were raised in a house that didn't have enough, you know, most of the messages you would hear about money, most of the messages you would hear about resources was always leaning towards the side of inadequate, of lack, of not enough. So then you take those messages, both from the experiences you had, as well as the statements you heard, and then you recycle that thinking in your mind. And that's what I did for many, many, many years. I had to recognize that my perception of there not being enough was really what was making me small. It was really what was making me um, stay where I was. It was really what was shaping and informing my dreams. Because if you don't have enough, um, if you never had enough, and you continue to believe that you will never have enough, how will you dream big dreams? How will you ever plan for financial freedom? 
How will you ever plan for wealth? How will you plan for that if that's not the content in your mind? So I first had to recognize that those negative affirmations were not serving me. Even though I did come from poverty, even though I know what it's like not to have anything, you know, me saying that I'm getting rid of those negative affirmations doesn't mean that indeed I was actually rich. It doesn't mean that indeed I didn't go through poverty, but it means that I am creating something new for my life and I don't want what I didn't have to now dictate what I will have. I didn't want what I wasn't exposed to to then dictate what I will be exposed to. I wanted to take hold of my life to say, hang on. Yes, there was a lot of poverty. Yes, there was a lot of struggle. Yes, there was a lot of lack. But that's not who you are. Even though you were experiencing that, you're not that. And so I had to create an environment in my mind that communicated that you are more than what you are going through. You are more than what you are experiencing. You are more than what you don't have. People like to say that, you know, but they say it in, 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 in the reverse way. They like to say, well, money doesn't mean everything. Well, you, you know, you're not, you know, you, money won't buy you happiness, you know. But what we don't recognize is how much people who don't have money make money, everything. So the fact that you never had money is just as deep as a, a, a mental trance than if you did have money and you made your whole life about money. So has lack and poverty become your declaration? Has it become your perpetual lifestyle? Because yo, we don't have money. Yo, there isn't enough. Yo, there'll never be enough. Yo, I've got so many bills. How am I going to manage? Is that the frequent messaging that's playing in your mind? And you can take this example and apply it to different areas in your life. But essentially, what are those messages? Do they still serve you? Do they still fit you? Do you still need them? And if you don't, let them go. Now, the exercise that I want to share with you guys today, and it really is about this mental tidy up, is once you've identified the thoughts that have shaped your life, that have been a declaration, a statement, an assertion over your life for how many years you've been thinking them, and you're now deciding that you want to do a mental tidy up, there are a few things, guys, that you need to ask yourself and I guess these are the questions I will leave you with today. The first thing is, list all the things you are willing to let go of. Right? So essentially, it's the list that I, that I just spoke to you guys about now. Think about what that looks like for your life. And like I said, if your life is a house, each room represents an area in your life. Think about all the contents in that room. Think about all the contents of that area and ask yourself, right? How willing am I to do this? So the first thing is to list all the things you're willing to let go. Second thing is how willing are you to let this go? So for example, in the room of finances, how willing am I to let go the declaration of there isn't enough? How willing am I to let that go? Because if I am addicted to complaining about the fact that there is never enough, or if I've gotten used to making my financial responsibility somebody else's problem, then I'm less likely to be willing 
to let that statement go because making my financial problems somebody else's responsibility means that I don't have to be responsible. I don't have to be accountable for how I spend my money. I don't have to be accountable for the purchases I make. I don't have to be uh, accountable for how I view debt. You know, I don't have to be accountable for any of that because I know that when I run out of money, I can ask somebody for help. I know that somebody else is fitting the bill. So I don't have to worry about the financial expense. I don't have to worry about what it costs because somebody else is taking care of it. So how willing are you to really let things go? To really let go the negative statements, affirmations and declarations that are, that, that are the contents in these various rooms. The third thing is notice your reactions. This is a deep one. When I had to evaluate my perception around money, I had to accept that one, I was financially illiterate in that I didn't understand money. There's a lot of ignorance in my life when it came to money, okay? Um, how to spend it, how to save it, how to invest it. There was a lot of ignorance, okay? And my my thoughts around money were always shaped by my poverty experience. And so because they were shaped by my poverty experience, right, they put me in a space of being a victim of poverty and a victim of my circumstances, which means that my statement was there's never enough. As soon as I recognized that I was financially illiterate and I had to take responsibility for the way I spent my money, I got annoyed. <laughs> I got annoyed. So what is your reaction to the realization that one, you have a negative affirmation that's been ruling your life. Two, how willing are you to actually change and chuck out this negative affirmation and the behavior that comes along with it? And three, what is your reaction to the realization that this thing no longer serves you? It was a narrative that you said and you proclaimed over your life for the longest time. But the truth of the matter is that it actually doesn't serve you. So what is your reaction? And remember last week I said that when you deal with these things, guys, the body has an interesting way of physically responding to the emotional resistance to change. My, my body manifestations to resistance or off resistance was clenching my jaw, rolling up my fist, crossing my legs, crossing my arms. It was a physical manifestation of my refusal to let things go, my refusal to change, my refusal and my upset in recognizing that I had to change, my attitude, I guess, and self-righteousness in recognizing that I too have a part to play, that in, in, in wanting to change my life, I can't do it as a victim. I can't change my life from the perspective of, of, of a victim, but I can change my life from the perspective of an overcomer. Number four, what will you have to do to let these things go? What will you need to do? For me, like I said, finances, and I guess I'll stick with this example. I had to look at my financial behavior. I had to look at how I spent money, which means I had to look at my financial statements. Also, guys, interestingly enough, because I was raised in a home where money was always an issue, every single time there was a bill that had to be paid, 
in observing my parents and you know the people that took care of me and how they approached that it was always like oh i need to pay the libel and oh we ran out of food and oh there's this and oh gosh there's this extra expense that we didn't account for so every single time they got notification of a bill there was this frustration and, and irritation that came up and i recognized as a young adult that when I used to get cell phone notifications via SMS or email of a deduction, I'd automatically roll my eyes. I'd automatically roll my eyes and be like, hi, bo, what am I, what is this for? And what is this expense for? And why is food so expensive? And why is this so expensive? And why are clothes so expensive? Girl, if you want to be able to eat and be nourished, you got to pay. So I had to get over that thing in my mind of stop complaining about the cost of food stop complaining about the cost of clothes you know because the alternative is not eating and not being clothed so you can decide what you want but if you recognize that you need these things to survive stop complaining when you recognize their price because at the end of the day complaining doesn't make it cheaper complaining doesn't make it less of a need so i also had to really undo the pattern of how i spoke about money and i had to undo the pattern of how i viewed expenses i have a life my life costs money i have ambitions those ambitions cost money and if i want to live the life i want to live i need to pay up you know it's that simple i need to be willing to make the investment in the life that i want i'm not willing to delegate my financial spending to somebody else, I know how much I cost and I know how much the life I want costs. That's the thing as well with the poverty mentality. You know, when you're so used to poverty and you're so used to not having, you want nice things without knowing how much they cost. So if I had to say to you today, right, in the area and room of your finances, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where do you see yourself in the next year financially? What are your financial goals? You might say to me, I want a house or an apartment. I would like a car. I would like to buy shares. I would like to travel when Corona is gone in Jesus name. Um, I would like to do all of these things. And um, this is the kind of life financially I'd like to live. My second question to you would be, do you know how much that costs? Do you know how much that costs? So in order for me to change my financial behavior and my perception of money, I had to really be honest about how much my life costs and to stop complaining every time I recognize that there's another expense because we're human beings and being a human being is not a cheap thing. So if I want a certain lifestyle, if I want certain goals in my life, if I want to achieve certain things, I need to be able to make the investment, which means unlike the people I was exposed to, every time I get a notification for a deduction from my bank account, I can't complain about it. I can't usher it in with, oh, I'm never going to have enough. There's never enough. There's always another bill. I can't do that. I have to be conscious in my spending. I have to be accountable in my spending. But it's also important not to create a murmuring spirit, a murmuring uh, attitude you know, about finances. All right. The fifth question here is, uh, how willing are you to do so? So what are you willing to do? What will you have to do to let these things go? Number five, how willing are you to do so? 
Sometimes, guys, let's be honest, just because we recognize that there is a change that we can make in our lives, it doesn't mean we are willing to make that change. And this is often where I've jumped off in the process of my healing and transformation many times. Because recognizing that there's a change I need to make in my life and understanding that the change I want to make in my life is important is completely different to then deciding to make that change. I can acknowledge that there's a change to be made and completely be unwilling to make that change. So how willing are you to do so? Once you recognize that there is a uh, an element in this area that you need to let go of, that you need to throw away, that is no longer relevant, it no longer fits, it's no longer true, how willing are you to let it go? How willing are you to throw it out? How willing are you to move on from that? Sometimes the issue is that we are not willing. And lastly, guys, number six, what is your resistance level? What is your resistance level? So, you know, like I said, the body manifests its resistance in different ways. But as long as the body can manifest its resistance level, like I said, in the clenching of your, of your, of your jaw, the rolling up of your fist, crossing your legs, folding your arms, walking out, getting irritated. Those are the patterns of resistance. Remember, that's just a physical manifestation. But often the, the pattern of resistance is followed by a resistance decision. So often you, you, you display the manif- you think the resistance, you manifest the resistance in your body, and then you make the decision that affirms that resistance. So what is your resistance level? So what does that look like for you? Medium, low, high, uh, you know, however you want to term it. But what is that resistance level for you? All right, guys. So quick rundown. The six things we need to look at today um, in reviewing the thoughts that we mentioned last week is list all the things you're willing to let go of. Okay. Number two, how willing are you to do this? Number three, Notice your reactions. Number four, what will you have to do to let these things go? Number five, how willing are you to do so? And number six, what is your resistance level? I find that there is a lot for us to learn. You know, there's a lot for us to grow. There are a lot more opportunities for us to grow and to change. But the ultimate thing that is important in this process is your willingness to do so. Identifying the need to change the pattern of your thinking is one thing. Developing the will to do so is something different. I hope you guys found this episode um, uplifting and inspiring. I hope that it spoke to you the way that it has spoken to me. Please let me know what you guys think about these exercises. Um, there are a few other exercises. There's exercises that are coming up on forgiveness, um, dissolving resentment, and the exercise of revenge. So these are the f- a few of the other exercises that I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys. But for today, um, today's exercise is about tidy up time um, in your mind and truly releasing the things that no longer serve you, releasing the thoughts the words and the behaviors that no longer serve your life. Happy Tuesday, choose yourself, guys. Follow me on Instagram at hazes.podcast. Send me an email about your experience with this exercise and the ones from the previous weeks at hazes.podcast. 
www.podcast.gmail.com. God bless, guys. Take care of yourselves.